0: In the last Dhamma talk, we discussed about four foundation of mindfulness. These four foundations are, one group is the body or rupa, physical phenomenon. Another group is Feelings, sensations, or Vedana. And the third group is the mind, Jaita, consciousness and its mental associates. And the fourth group is Dhamma, anything that is not included. In the above three we can call it Dhamma, but it's a lot more details. So these four groups or four foundations or four places where you can keep your mindfulness. Okay. It's called four foundation of mindfulness. How do you apply mindfulness on these whole groups? First and foremost, you must have an urgent energy. Or, in other words, must apply great focus and attention onto the object, whichever one of them, that is arising at the present moment. Great focus and attention From the beginning to the end. You must apply mindfulness. Urgent, mindful. And then, by doing so, you are observing the object. And when you observe the object, You observe or investigate it in such a way that you understand quite clearly, precisely, sharply, and as many qualities as one can experience. And when you experience these qualities, it's said you comprehend, you understand it. That's how the Buddha has instructed us. Be mindful of the body okay, which is the rupa or physical phenomenon clearly comprehending urgent and mindful so urgent is the energy effort mindfulness is the deep penetrative focus awareness Comprehending is understanding in all aspects. And the same applies to the other three. The yogi must dwell into these four foundation of mindfulness in the same category. Clearly comprehending, urgent, and mindful. And if you do that, you will come to understand the true nature of mind and matter. Or you can call it the true nature of your body and your consciousness. The body and consciousness. You will come to understand. And when you understand thoroughly, clearly, and completely, what happened? Those observations are the cause, clearly understanding is the effect. And when you clearly understand, that clear understanding is the cause, the effect becomes the cause. And then you will experience or have or attain the result or the consequences in other words, the benefits when you truly understand the mind and matter, you benefits a lot of things because everything is related in cause and effect, cause and effect. So what kind of benefits do one achieve or attain? First and foremost is clarity of mind. Or purity of mind the minds become clear and pure and what does it mean by purity of mind and if we look at ourselves reflect upon ourselves in a daily daily life and all the activities daily activities that we engage in you will find that we are always moving around moving with, doing what we want to do, doing something to achieve what we want, to get what we want, to get close to what we want. That is one of the motive of all our activities, physical activities or verbal activities and even in the thought activities. We are always gearing and roaming and directing towards things that we like, that we want, that we want to have, that we want to possess, that we want to be close to. That is one motive or one driving force. In Pali, it is called loba. In English, translate this as the word greed or craving. Okay. Loba, tana, greed, craving. That is one of the thing that we always do in our daily life, and there is another force, another driving engine that make us tick. What it is is, we are always preparing, opposing, fighting, resisting things that we don't like, that we don't want, that we don't desire, we hate. We don't want to be associated with and whenever these kind of things come to our life whenever these conditions are built to our life or in our life what do we do we try with the best ability that we have push them away kick them away demolish them eliminate them And that whole actions and process is called DOSA. In English, translates as loosely anger or aversion. So this greed or craving, anger or aversion, are the two main forces that we are always using or playing with in our daily life. Everything that we do, Everything that we see. Okay. Because of that, we become biased, we become prejudiced, we have favoritism, okay. we have likes and we have dislikes. And whenever we are doing these kinds of uh, likes and dislikes, okay, fear and hope. What happens is it is skewed from the true nature or skewed from the truth. That being skewed, whatever degree it might be, from the truth in Pali is called moha delusion, illusion, or uncertainty so these three forces or these three mental states are always invariably involved in our life every day all the time if you truly reflect upon it you will find that so we are always deviated from the truth or the true nature of mind and matter So when we practice this full foundation of mindfulness, what happens is we achieve the purity of mind. So, what is this purity of mind? That purity of mind is a mind without likes, a mind without dislikes, and a mind without uncertainty. In other words, without loba, dosa, and moha without greed without anger and without delusion and when the mind is without these three forces it is said you have achieved the purity of mind so that's the first benefit if you practice this full foundation of mindfulness the first benefit is the purity of mind And also, in our life, we face this with many incidents, accidents, something quite more significant than the average or normal, more distinct than the average or normal or daily routine. And whenever these forces come in, especially unfavorable one, unpleasant one. Okay. Loved ones passed away. Or you have a relationship breakdown. You lost your job. You lost your income. You are in debt. Those kind of things that really affect you. Okay, Being away from the loved ones. Being associated with the people that you don't like and whenever these kind of things happen sorrow arises in you okay it arises sorrow and even more intense in this situation that sorrow is manifested into the verbal form in other words you cried aloud you wail okay sorrow and lamentation in a normal life in a varying degrees whenever these kind of major unpleasant things dangerous things unfortunate things happen sorrow arises and lamentation arises when you have these things that is under normal stage. But if you practice this mindfulness meditation, and if you attain to the state of purity of mind, what happened was your mind become very strong. And when these conditions that can produce sorrows and lamentation arises, when these conditions come to be, what happened is? It does not have the same effect upon you you don't feel the sorrow you don't feel lamentation instead you see things very clearly and then take action how to counter that condition or how to remedy that condition or how to release the pressure or stress from this condition so this is the second and third effect Okay. One can overcome sorrow and one can overcome lamentation. First, the purity of mind, second, overcoming sorrow, third overcoming lamentation. And also, if you have reached to that kind of a stage, the next level of result is you also overcome okay, physical pain. And mental grief. So physical pain and mental pain. Okay, when okay, the easiest, most common thing is we are practicing meditation, and we sit in a certain position that we are not quite used to. Eventually, the pain arises. Okay, aches and pains, back aches, knee, thighs, calf, tingle, numb, shooting pain, unpleasant these are the physical pains that is the obvious one and also you can imagine anything and everything in your life how physical pain can arise through the accidents or through disease or and so on and so forth and also mental pain mental pain is like as an example is a simply put depression depression is a mental pain and all situation that arise from your mind and it if gives you grief and pain that's called mental pain so physical pain and mental pain and if a yogi is practiced enough to achieve that purity of mind you can withstand and resist sorrows and lamentation and even to the point of overcoming and the next result is you can resist tolerate or even overcome overcoming physical pain is still there but it doesn't affect you you are not suffering from the physical pain you can overcome the physical pain or withstand the overphysical physical pain And also mental pain and grief and people who suffer from depression they will overcome from depression don't expect it overnight these are stages stage by stage first and foremost you must achieve the purity of mind and then stage by stage so there are one purity of mind, two overcoming sorrows, three lamentation, four physical pain, four mental pain, and also the next one is reaching the path. Reaching the path. The path is in Pali is called mega What it means in the simplest way is, you practice this meditation so much eventually you understand the true nature of the mind and matter okay to the fullest and the highest degree and when you reach that fullest and the highest degree you come upon a threshold that threshold is a dividing line of course invisible dividing line between the People like us, ordinary people, ordinary worlding, who are always under the manipulation of those loba, dosa, and moha, greed, anger, aversion, delusion, which, in one word, we call it mental defilements, kilesa. So this threshold is, once you got to the highest state, okay, the ordinary world and who are always okay, under the oppression of these mental defilements to the fullest degree, pass over the threshold. And then the other side is called noble person. Okay. On this side, we are called ordinary person. The other side is called noble person. Nothing changes if you look at them. It is the same. Let's say you before yesterday, you are an ordinary person. And let's say you pass over the threshold today and you become noble person. Nothing changes in a physical way, visual way. But your behaviors and attitudes changes drastically. And you have the, first and foremost, is the correct understanding of mind and matter. You understand the true nature of non-self. That's the first thing, true nature of non-self. And also, you do not have any doubt, any doubt in this practice or way of life. A Buddhist way of life, which is mindfulness, being mindful and doing the correct and wholesome thing and avoid the wrong and unwholesome and harmful harmful thing. Simply, that's it. You don't have doubts into this practice. A way of life. And when you got to that level, what happened is. We always say this five precepts, okay? Five precepts of morality. Avoid killing all living beings. Not taking anything that is not willingly given to you. Avoiding sexual misconduct. Avoiding wrong speech. And avoid taking any substance that could cloud your mind. These are the five precepts. And when you become that... The first noble person, you will never ever break that five step anymore. Under any circumstances, you don't even have to put effort, it's automatically those five are with you, and you are those five, that kind of thing. And that's what it means, sister, becoming the first noble person. Or, in other words, you have reached the path the noble path mega okay. that can be attained that is the the sixth benefit and the seventh benefit that you keep practicing once you become a first noble person then then you become a second noble person third noble person and the fourth and the final noble person You become higher and higher and and higher. You become more and more refined. And once you become the fourth noble person, it's that you have attained Nibbana. Nibbana is the end of all form of physical and mental suffering. No more suffering. And you have attained the Supreme bliss or peace. That is the seventh benefit. So, those are the seven benefits Buddha has set out that if one practices this full foundation of mindfulness, one will attain these seven benefits. So, I'm talking strictly in terms of how it is written in the scripture. Along with it, there are a few things that we can understand and we can correlate quite easily. One thing is, while you're practicing, you don't have to become a noble person, just practicing. When you reach a certain degree of purity of mind and starting to understand a certain level of the nature of mind and matter, some of the illness and disease you have, like headaches and colds, and back aches or knee aches. All these minor illnesses, okay, minor illnesses they are gone. Or of course gone in the sense of completely they don't never come. They might strike you. Let's say you got a cold. When you got a cold, of course we'll take a biological aspirin or Tylenol or whatever medicine necessary to take to what of the cold. But when you have reached to this stage, those people, they simply meditate and get into that level that you have achieved or attained. And these illnesses simply disappear. It doesn't mean that they will never strike you. It will still strike you. Let's say you go out with a little t-shirt out in the cold. 5 degrees, 6 degrees, 7 degree. You come back, you will catch cold, period. You will catch pneumonia, period. The conditions, the conditions of the environment always is doing something on your body. But regardless, these kind of minor illness and sickness, they can be overcome. And if you have keep on practicing but still in this ordinary world side, not on the noble side you reach the higher level of understanding of of the mind and matter okay. right near the top not at the top yet but very close to the top at that level what happened was not everybody but quite a majority Whatever serious illnesses they have, they become cured. It has been recorded quite a bit. People with tuberculosis, it's gone after the retreat. Some people with cancer, it's gone. Some people with tumour, that tumour is gone. These kind of major illnesses also can become cured and disappear. That's a physical sight. Mental sight is, of course, mental illness, depression. The key thing is various forms of depression. Whatever label you want to put in, these kind of depression will be gone and cured. So some of the physical disease and some of the mental disease, based on the level of the insight or understanding of the mind and matter, they are overcome or cured that is one aspect health. also people who are practicing the higher and higher the more and more the deeper and deeper you understand the true nature of mind and matter what happened is their intelligence level their power of intelligence that the way they can use logic the way they can analyze analytical knowledge reasoning these of faculties become sharper and sharper in other words one becomes smarter and smarter okay you are able to understand things that you couldn't understand before you are able to understand things deeper and clearer okay you can cut off the fat and trim very easily and you can get the bone take the bones out and get the meat, that kind of thing. So both, it has the benefits in terms of health, both physical and mental health, and also your intelligence level become higher and higher. If you want to use a modern word, your IQ increase with time, with the progress of understanding of mind and matter. These are the benefits that we can, understand quite easily that's why nowadays in the West there are many organizations okay of course they use the word mindfulness 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 Some mindfulness are geared towards the fighting of the mental disease or depression okay some organization they use mindfulness to become smarter and sharper Some for the general health and well-being. Okay, there are so many mindfulness organizations, they use mindfulness but specifically geared towards a certain thing that they want to achieve or that they want to sell. Can be used, can be applied. But the way we practice is we don't have any specific or agenda or goal to acquire something or to make money we practice this we do this so that in general we would be able to live without mental defilements sa. why if we don't have mental defilements the world become better your surrounding become better your environment become better at least from you you will not be putting any pressure or stress on your environment that's one and eventually is we want to be released from all these physical and mental pain that's the objective so objective is first and foremost to be able to release yourself from physical and mental pains and mental defilements And once you achieve that, that becomes the cause and your environment, your neighborhood, your society, your humanity benefits from your actions. That's the objective. So today, we talk about what are the benefits of practicing full foundation of mindfulness. But one must be persistent, consistent, And committed to this practice and a lifestyle to achieve that so may all of you be able to practice Satipatthana vipassana mindfulness insight meditation precisely correctly and may you be able to overcome all form of physical and mental suffering as soon as possible SADHU 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 BUDDAM BUJAY MI DAMAM pujami, SANGGAM pujami.